welcome to the Favorites Podcast. I am Shad Millman of the Action Network. It is Wednesday, which means my favorite guest, not to denigrate Blackjack Fletcher, who joins me on Friday, or Jeff Schwartz and Paula Duca, who joined me on Monday. But I think we all know that Wednesdays are the anchor day of the Favorites Podcast, and that is because we bring in Mr. Bob Scucci from New Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada. Oh boy. Hey, Chad, how are you? You cannot live up to that music. It actually, I feel like it got bigger this week. It did. It's getting more. It's getting louder. It's getting louder and more dramatic. I feel mm-hmm. like it's appropriate for the day. You know why? Why? Because we have something going on in the NFL that never happens, and something that I think could help the NFL quite a bit become more popular. Because you know, it's not really a big deal. Um, trades. Yep. Amari Cooper trade deadline traded. From the Oakland Raiders to the Dallas Cowboys. Eli Apple, just breaking from Adam Schefter, traded from the New York Giants to the New Orleans Saints. Eli Apple was not loved in the New York Giants locker room. Traded. Are you there? I'm here. That's big. I know the the Saints are going to get real aggressive before the deadline and – we, I think we talked a little bit about them before we came on the air. So, uh, interesting team. Uh, you and I may have some difference of opinions on them, but uh, it's uh, why do you say you know? Why do you say you know they're going to get aggressive? What do you, what are you like, tapped in? You got a source? <laughs> we got sources. Yeah, exactly. What do you know? They're, what they're... do you know? No, they're making they're making plays for certain personnel that are unhappy with their current teams, and uh, and they're one of the you know from just from what we've heard, them and the Eagles are both trying to get some of the same personnel. So, dude, seriously, you yeah. are being so cagey right now. It's like <laughs> either you either no like, inside information. Are you connected <laughs> like to what? like the league in some way, or are you no. like? reciting what you've read on the Twitter? A combination, just some context that we have. Oh, my God, you are such a dick. I cannot. What is going on here? (laughs) Are you not only like bookmaker to the world, but you're also like Adam Schefter's chief source, and when he needs to break a story, (laughs) he's like, "I, I can't confirm this until I call Scooch. Exactly, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. Do you know you stuff? Watch. No, I don't. I do know stuff, but just by the way, I do know stuff. I bet you do. It's not stuff. about this. Yeah. <laughs> I know stuff. Your face knows stuff. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. Another. Oh, by the go. No, you go. No, no. By the way, my my introduction. It's more than just the sports books in the state of Nevada. We got to we got to correct you now because now right. that we're kind of moving moving into new states and new jurisdictions, it's uh, all the Boyd Gaming books 
around the country. Around the so country. That's, uh, that's yeah. right. You you slowly but surely are becoming bookmaker to the country. Slowly. We're, we're trying to get there. If you're not bookmaker to the world by the time we're done with this podcast, then you and I have both done something wrong. Exactly. So last week we talked about how uh, my kids just like to trash talk me when I'm doing anything, um, even if I'm trying to do something nice for them. Let me tell you this, gem. So this past weekend, my wife and I went away to Park City, Utah with friends uh, from high school and all their wives. So I posted a, you know, an Instagram story. I go on Instagram, I post a story. And uh, my younger son direct messages me on Instagram. And it says, with one of the posts, it says, I feel bad for your imagination. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I wrote him back. I wrote him back. I go, I feel bad for your reality. <laughs> what is that? Wow. You're, I wrote, I wrote yeah, back, that... I feel bad for your reality. Burn. Yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't a great comeback, no. I don't think. No, it wasn't. And, and he wrote back to me. He knows that my best friend's name is Matt, and we, he spent a lot of time with Matt. And uh, he wrote back to me. He goes, how long did it take you and Matt to think of that one? Man, he's quick. He's 11. He's got that Chad Millman uh, sharp wit, doesn't he? Yeah. Raising an asshole, I guess. Is that what you're saying about me? <laughs> I was trying to be delicate about it. Uh-huh. Sharp wit. Yeah. Scooch, last week was not pretty for me. It wasn't pretty for us either. Tell me about what we happened came... to you. <clears throat> oh, these, these scores were horrendous. If it wasn't for the Browns... Uh, Losing by only three instead of more, it would have been one of the worst days in many years. Um, all the favorites that we did not need, uh, mostly in parlays, it was the general public. It wasn't necessarily the professional betters that uh, that roughed us up. I mean, it started Thursday with the Broncos, and we talked about them. Even though the line moved after our podcast, uh, you know, I was I had gone to three on the Broncos, uh, I think right during the podcast because of just all the public money on the, on Denver, and it just looked too short. And then the wise guys came in on Arizona, but uh, that, that kind of started the whole avalanche of things to come. New England and uh, short road favorites against the Bears was a horrible, horrible game for us. Uh, Indianapolis against Buffalo was bad. Uh, Detroit and Miami was bad. All the favorites, Minnesota against the Jets, a lot of those – home dogs that we said were covering throughout most of the season so far saw a little bit of a correction as a lot of the road favorites uh, were covering. So, uh, uh, like I said, Tampa only winning by three in overtime was that was huge for us because uh, that, that extra half a point that Tampa was laying would have, would have kind of been a dagger. And then the night game, I mean, the biggest game of the board was Kansas City and the Bengals, and we were never really in that game with the Bengals, so uh, that just kind of capped things off. Uh, so, so worst weekend by far of the year could have been a lot worse. And boy, that Monday night game, we needed the Giants for our lungs. And you talk about a, a, a semi-meaningless play to the casual observer, a touchdown and a two-point conversion at the end of the game to uh, to move the game from uh, a five-point spread to three-point uh, victor margin of victory. That was the difference of uh, <laughs> a lot of money around town. 
How much? Uh, what did the game close at? Uh, well, it had opened as high as five and a half and six, and then the wise guys drove this line down early in the week to three and a half at one point, and but then the public just drove. Atlanta right back up to four and a half and five by game time. That's why five would have been the absolute worst number uh, to because we would have gotten middled on so many levels. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so euphemism uh, alert. So the lo- <laughs> yeah, it was it was teetering. I, I just kind of had to cover my eyes watching that last play. It's almost like we're a literary podcast. How many? How many betting podcasts can slip in a euphemism alert? Maybe we should get some music for that. Can we get like, does like uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow have... It's not, it's not very literary. I've never heard a horn like that for Longfellow. Yeah. That feels more spit and chiclets than like, you know, the favorites. Yeah, we need some some Brahms, maybe some Mozart. Um, there you go. You know, something like that. Every time, again. Now we're just pressing buttons, not actually, <laughs> not actually thinking about how to creatively incorporate something thoughtful and beautiful, right? Exactly. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, um, well, listen, you should know. That uh, I bet the Cardinals on the money line. That didn't go well. I bet uh, the Redskins got lucky on that one. I bet the Ravens, boy, Justin Tucker middled me, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Euphemism Middle fingered you. You middle fingered me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I bet the Bears plus four. And, boy, I'll tell you, you know, I was with all these Chicago guys all weekend. I sound like a fucking putz. Because they were asking me about the Bears and we're talking about betting and I'm talking about recency bias and how I thought the spread in this game was too high, but you don't make money betting against Bill Belichick. But I had to do it because the line moved from like three to four and Gronk was out and blah, blah, blah. And boy, if I hadn't have said to some some buddies, a bunch of guys who went to Michigan, like, let's take the under 20 in the first half and let's take under 41, I would have looked even dumber. Yeah, just sometimes things don't pan out. I mean, oh, I I act I hate it when the key player is out on a team that they're already betting, and we have to move the line downwards. It's it's just the scariest thing. And when that line went down to as low as one and a half, I'm just like, we can't. We we just gotta. I I went up to back to two and a half when I think everyone in town was at one. Not that it saved us a whole lot that I can tell my, my bosses, you know, uh-huh. we saved some money there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> saved a little bit, but uh, didn't, it didn't matter. I, I, that's the worst when you give them a reason to, to lay an even better number. Giving me a million reasons. You're like my Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing in all kinds of references reasons. now, aren't you? A million reasons. All right. Should we do this thing? Yeah, let's the, roll. To the main event? Yeah. Was there a story this weekend that Deshaun Watson could not fly to Jacksonville because his lungs were so injured? Doctors were afraid of what the air pressure would do, and yet they drove him to Jacksonville to play, and he was 
able to play in a game in which men who are of the finest athletes in the world at 6'6", 300 pounds can chase him and potentially fall on him. What do you think of that? He did that. And then he dominated. Uh, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, I mean, is it just that that Jacksonville's that bad? What happened there, right? I'll tell you who's feeling yeah. pretty good. I'll tell you who's feeling pretty Ooh. good. Someone who's got a literary podcast and has a Houston Texans Super Bowl ticket at 18 to 1. Ooh. Ooh. Coming around. Yeah. Not bad. Long fellow, long season. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's a long it's gonna be a long, long season. It's already it's already into that mode where whew, it's starting to starting to wear me down. It's rough. Dolphins at Texans. Texans seven and a half. I, I mean there's not gonna this is probably the worst Thursday night matchup so far this season. Um I mean, people still bet it because it's the the high profile only game of the the, the night, um, but uh, not a whole lot of reasons to to bet the Dolphins. I think you said it last week when uh, the Dolphins beat the Bears. That was kind of their high water mark, and uh, not not, not going to equal that performance against some of these other teams. And uh, didn't look so good against the Lions. Uh, they're a seven and a half point underdog against the Texans. We're going to see. A lot of Texans money, not a whole lot of sharp money on the Dolphins yet, but I think most of these games, as we get into a lot of them, these are some of the biggest point spreads uh, that we've seen so far in the NFL this season for just one week uh, with so many, you know, more than a touchdown favorites. And uh, I think we're, we're especially coming off a week where a lot of the favorites covered, we're going to be in that kind of mode where we want to set the lines as high as possible to see where the professionals take it take it back how high can we go on some of these favorites before they get involved and, and take the underdog so we're, we're kind of creeping up on a lot of these lines and you'll see them get get bigger and bigger th- uh, throughout late in the week so if you if you want to bet some of these underdogs you want to take them late well, that's good to know the late yep. move is the correct move somebody wise once said that it's true so you think seven and a half might be the beginning of the move on this, not the end? Yeah, because I, the, you know, the sharp guys are gonna they're gonna wait. It's, they're gonna they're like they're gonna wait. <laughs> they're gonna wait till the end of the week. All right. Well, this game's Thursday night, so they don't have that much longer. Um, no, that's true. It's hard. I think I like the Texans. It's tough Dolphins, to lay that many points. Though, it really right? is, though. But I just—it goes against all your principles. It does. But you know, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we don't have an opinion yet. We can't. We can't no. formulate an opinion. Eagles at Jaguars. Is this game being played in London? Another one in London. Yeah. So early start for this one. If the lovely and talented Georgina were on this podcast. I know you don't know who that is because you don't listen to the podcast at all. But Georgina, who, of course, uh, is reading the lines for me and Blackjack on our Friday podcast, she would have reason to say Jaguars because she is British and this game is being played in London. Ah, I like that. Jaguars. Jaguars. Sounds classy. Part of the literary concept of the podcast, isn't it? We are literary and classy. Do we have any Shakespeare yeah. theme music? <laughs> I'd be impressed if they pull out I'm some of this Shakespeare. Fucking Yahoo's name Matt, who just keep 
you know, two hipsters with beards, like half beards, looking at each other like, do we have any, do we have any Shakespeare music? I don't know. Do we? <laughs> They're like, who's Shakespeare? I don't know this Shakespeare guy. <laughs> Just at their, God. Who's he play for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so funny. Uh, all right. The Eagles are favored by three and a half. Um, Boy, the, the the wheels are falling off this Jaguars team. Blake Bortles is going to start, but he's on a short leash. The Eagles gave up a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. They have not looked right all year. They made the Panthers, who I am not a believer in, look really good. How do you – it's like this is basically – it's a neutral field game, so you're saying the Eagles are three points better. Um, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to read this game right now. Well, the the thing about the Eagles is they're essentially they're the same Super Bowl team that that's 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 on the field, and at some point you expect them to kind of break out into the form that that we saw them last year, and it's just a matter of when. We saw it, it looked like a little bit in the first half against the Panthers, but like you said, they kind of fell apart in the second half. So, if you're looking at two teams. <clears throat> on who you had to bet in this one. I think more people would be just so much more comfortable betting the Eagles and laying three, three and a half points in this one because there is absolutely no reason to to, to bet Jacksonville at this point. They're looking worse and worse each week, uh, starting with that game against Kansas City and just get progressively getting worse each week. Nothing to get excited about. Bortles, I mean, they they pulled them, so I mean, they don't even have a they don't even have a, a good top tier starting quarterback anymore. So, um, I'm actually going to be real aggressive moving this line. Um, we were at three minus twenty. Um, we're we're going to go to three and a half right now. Right now, <clears throat> I'm fairly certain that's our Longfellow music. <laughs> That's it. So here's a question for you. There's a report. Someone uh, wrote a story today that the um, Jaguars should trade for Eli Manning. Give me odds on Eli Manning being traded at all this year. He's not going to be traded. All right. There's so no way he what is traded. Like 100 to 1? I mean, yeah, it's off the board favorite. Wow. To not be traded. Wow. It's awfully bad with the Giants. Hey, they got the cover Monday night. <laughs> it's all the match. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you cover the spread. So true. By the skin of their, by the by the face mask of their helmets, they got the cover. Um, yeah. I love this game. This next game, I freaking love. Are you ready? Yeah. Broncos at Chiefs. I know... I so know what side I'm taking here. You, you almost have to take the, the Broncos. Got to. Double, you have <laughs> absolutely to. Absolutely have to. Yes. Um, I mean, the, the, the. What are you at? We all What's know your number play, right now? What's your number right now? We're minus, minus 10. Wow. Double digits. Minus 10. Yeah. Perfect negative 10. So, so the Broncos have the, the longer week to prepare. You know, they're playing on the. The Thursday night game uh, last week, so they got a little extra. Uh, Chiefs have a little bit, somewhat of a shorter week after the the big Sunday night win. Uh, to hey, listen, lay this many you can't points. say that yeah. you got ripped on the Twitter 
for saying that yeah. the Pats were coming off a shorter week when they played on a Sunday <laughs> night game. Like, shorter week by what, four hours? Yeah, by four can't hours. Say can't, can't, can't say, say it. Can't say it, Scooch. Can't say it. Okay. Can't be bookmaker to Nevada, you know, and maybe other states. And use. Can I say that, that the Broncos have a, a longer time to prepare? Yes. <laughs> Is that allowable? Yes. <laughs> I will give you that. All right. So so I so I I welcome the Chiefs money in this one. We'll probably get pummeled, but uh uh 10 points is just a lot of points for I mean as great as they as they've been playing and and racking up the points um it's just too I mean double digit underdogs you almost have to take. I mean they're on the road, but you still have to take the Broncos here. I feel so. like that's going to be good for one of the uh highlights we put out into social media. I welcome the Chiefs money. You almost have to take the double-digit dog here. Yeah. All right. So let's say I was to allegedly bet while we are recording this podcast. Do you think I should wait? Do you think this line is going to go up? No, I think this will come down because the the, the sharp guys will take it. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna take this in uh, a couple of other games that we are going to get to that I think uh, there's a lot of value on the underdogs here. We tried to make this. I mean, 10, 10 is a pretty solid number, um, and it's not one you you really want to kind of get off of going to, from 9.5 to 10.5. Uh, we've already seen a couple games fall 10 this year. Um, so I think, we're in, I think we're in good shape with just staying at 10, but I, th- I think there's more of a chance of the wise guys taking the 10 than laying it. I, the wise guys never lay 10. So it's just a matter of whether the public will – drive this back up but more chance of it coming down what do you think of the total 55 i i'd probably bet every kansas city game over <laughs> yeah uh i mean we got we got lucky last uh, uh the last game that just should have went over but uh stayed under by a little bit and uh but but yeah i'd i'd, I'd bet all of them over there's just they're explosive offense and and the defense lets up some some points so uh we're going to be on the high side there too. We're already at fifty-six. I know some places are at fifty-five, fifty-four and a half even. But uh, uh, and then we know which way the public bets on them too. So we got to be on the high side. Scooch, we're going to get back to the picks in a second. But first, we have to tell you about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone not just the wealthy. This is a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. It's simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Scooch, did I mention that it's cost-free, no commissions? Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and keep all of your profits Plus, you can learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at favorites.robinhood.com. That's favorites.robinhood.com. Scooch, I know you went in on this. Let's get back to the picks. The next game is interesting to me. 
The Browns and the Steelers. The Steelers are eight-point favorites. Baker Mayfield keeps games close. Absolutely. I think you're going to get Baker burned in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, the Steelers have been uh, playing a lot better since the beginning of the year. and uh, But the Browns do, I mean... They kept uh, they kept it close last week. Like I said, they saved us by that that half a point. But they do keep a lot of the games close. They played uh, the Saints real good this year, and and I think we're we talked about them how good I think the Saints are, and and the Browns can hang tough with some of the best teams in the NFL. So uh, you know their record doesn't reflect it, but uh, a team with a young quarterback, a lot of times they'll. Um, take some time to just keep slowly getting better and better and then learn how to close out those close games and come out on the winning side instead of always being on the losing side. Uh, the right side is the winning side. So so on this one, I mean, <laughs> seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just gonna, With the points, the right side is always the winning side. You're going to just skip over that, I guess. <laughs> um, I I, I yeah, got... like this, like... <laughs> Eight points, it's too much. Too much, Scooch. It is. Uh, too much. It, it's it's all, I mean, this is, a, but remember, they, they played to a tie the, the opening week. The Browns so, have been blown I mean, out in play. one game this year, right? The Browns have played four yeah. overtime uh-huh. games. They were blown out by the yep. Chargers. Chargers team that yours truly believed was going to blow out the Browns, even though they were on the road. Just felt it in my bones. Situationally, it was the right way to go. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have that feeling this yeah. weekend with the Steelers. I mean, if you had to bet, I mean, any anyone that's been betting, if you had to pick a side, you have to take the Browns plus seven and a half in this one. I mean, the ticket count is probably five to one Steelers to Browns. And then coming off of a week where a lot of the favorites covered, I know a lot of these guys are going to be rolling over their tickets on a lot of these big favorites. Uh, but this is one of the ones I feel uh, fairly good about. You feel pretty good about the Browns being dogs and needing money and needing the Browns to win. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm not going to bet that. Game. Yep. And I think we're actually and I think we're actually pretty low in comparison to a lot of places around the country on this point spread. I think uh, seven and a half is probably the lowest you'll see out there. I know there's some eights, eight and a halves. Yeah. So we do have somewhat of an opinion on this one. I'm not going to bet that game going to pass, huh? I think so. Yep. I think so. Maybe. I'll come back to it. Bucks at uh, Bengals. Bengals are four and a half point favorites. This is... This I hate is, this game. Oh my God. This is the craptastic <laughs> corner TV game. It'll be a low volume game. Nobody's going to bet it because nobody can name 10 players un- combined on these teams. You don't know what you're getting. The Bengals get blown out on national TV. The Bucks need a miracle to beat the Browns in overtime. They give up big leads. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody bet yep, this game yet? This is not a Yeah, actually they did and I'm kind of kicking myself because uh we we put up 6 and I, I just as I was getting ready to move it to five and a half, somebody bet it, and really? they didn't bet it for much. They they bet it for they only bet it for ten thousand, 
but I just felt it, it, he beat me by like a couple of seconds. I'm I'm going through the games and I'm just I said this too much. You you have to take the Buccaneers here, so I lowered it to five and a half, and he beat me to it, and uh, and then I just went straight to four and a half uh, off of no money. Uh, well, I shouldn't say no money. Probably another five thousand. So so really, it took ten thousand to move it a point and a half. But uh, uh, I I just feel like the public is not going to really uh, they're not going to come in on this game very much. So it's going to be strictly a wise guy game, and uh, I, I just don't have a good feel about it. So, so I'm just going to move it quick. You took ten thousand dollars on this game. One bet, ten thousand yeah. dollars. No, it was a one bet, five thousand, and then uh, a, a couple of couple of three and two thousand dollar bets. And they were all on which side again? All on the Buccaneers. Wow! So you took a lot of money on the underdog. <laughs> but I'm just mad because I, I I wanted to. I was almost there, but. So if it's a four and a half, should I be betting the Bucks right now? Is that what the wise guys are telling me, or they were betting the five? They were they bet plus six and they plus bet six. plus five and a half. Jesus! And I can see this game going down to four. So if you're gonna if you're gonna I'm not doing it. If you want, I the don't Bengals, want it. I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, don't want. I don't want any part of the Bengals. Don't, don't want. I mean, when when a team is laying six points, you look at some of the rest of the, compare some of the rest of the teams on the board that are laying more than six points. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the Rams, I mean, those are the type of teams that lay six and seven points, not the Bengals, right? And I don't care, I don't care who they're playing. You either have to have uh, uh, just a, you know, a real good defense, or you know, just an offense that can light up the board to to be laying those kind of points consistently. And uh, and the Bengals aren't that team. I was high on them early in the year after a couple of weeks. Me too. But I soured on them very quickly. Yep. Me too. It's such an interesting thing, and I think I talked about this in the podcast on Monday. You, if you think about betting, if you think about football through the lens of betting enough, you get a feel for like when there's value on a team. And I had this feeling about both the Colts and the Bengals early in the year. I had this feeling about the Cardinals for a few weeks. I had this feeling about the Redskins for the past few weeks. Like you can see when. There are teams that, through a variety of stats, are just the right teams to be on, and and then you can feel it end. You know what I mean? And yep. Yep. Uh, I felt it end with the Cardinals in stunningly a fashion. Um, unfortunately, a little <laughs> one bet too late. But I did feel it with the Colts, and I did feel it with the Bengals, and I feel it with the Redskins, too. We're going to get to that game. Um, Ravens at Panthers, though. Panthers plus one. Let me tell you right now, this game is testing everything I believe in because I think there are significant market forces impacting this point spread, but it's put it in a position where I like almost, it's challenging my, my, my two principal beliefs, right? It's challenging my home dog, short home dog belief, and it's challenging my recency bias public perception belief <laughs> so the immovable force and the uh well how does that go the it's, object it's and the, the force uh, i don't know something 
it's uh, it's yeah, it's the immovable. Something has to give. Something's got to give. I don't know. Yeah. Can someone? So which can, way you lean? Can one of the hipster mats Google like what is that phrase? <laughs> A movable movable force versus the solid object. What is it? No, that's not. Unstoppable meets immovable? No, it's not what it is. We got eight fucking computers open. Can someone just look it up? <laughs> a movable object meets a unstoppable force. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, it's a Longfellow quote. I'm giving yeah, Matt. Let's quote Longfellow. <laughs> Matt H is now Matt number one. He wins. Oh, this is nice. Oh, we got Longfellow. That's beautiful. Is, you know, is that Wagner? I think it was uh, a cappello number one. Strings. Ah, one of my favorites. Yeah. It's an oldie but a goodie. My son and I, my older son and I, listen to uh, the Symphony Channel on Sirius when I drive him to school in the morning. Nice. Classy. I'm partial so, to Mozart's Piano Concerto number 21. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Not going to lie to you. Yep. So, um, this is a tough game. A movable uh, force meets unstoppable object or something like that. So, what do I do? What do I do? It's uh, the Ravens minus one. I'm telling you right now what I want to do. You're not high on the Panthers. You probably want to bet bet the the Ravens. Ravens. So badly. Yeah. I kind of sensed it, but... uh, not, I mean, there's really no value in the point spread here. It's just basically a pick 'em game. Um, we're saying that the Ravens are obviously a better team, uh, and, and and the Panthers just a home field that uh, uh, is worth three three and a half points. But uh, the ticket count's almost dead even, so I think the number's probably not going to move so much. The public's not going to drive this one way or another. We saw a lot of games last week right in this range, you know, one one and a half. Um, even the, uh, the, the Raven saints last week, uh, was, was another one of those that, uh, kept kind of going back and forth one, one way, one, the other, the, the Redskins and the Cowboys was another one that opened up, uh, one side, a one point favorite closed the Cowboys, a one and a half point favorite. Um, but I don't, I don't see the public really loving either side in this one, uh, just figures to be two teams relying more on their defenses than their offenses. And that's usually not the kind of game that uh, draws a whole lot of public attention. I mean, look, this game probably would have been Ravens potentially minus three if they had beaten the Saints. Um, but they lose to the Saints. The Panthers come back in stunning fashion against the Eagles, who still get too much credit from the Cowboys. And so I think bookmakers essentially downgraded this game from about minus three to minus one. Am I wrong? Yeah. That no, accurate? that's about right. It's about right? Yep, it so, is. Yeah. So if I look at it that way, I'm kind of getting two points of value on the Ravens. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. Is I it? mean, the Panthers aren't getting much credit for the comeback win, uh, whereas the Ravens are getting somewhat downgraded. So what do, I, so what do you think? Should I bet the Ravens? <clears throat> I'd stay away. I, stay I don't away. love this game. Yeah. But I'm getting two points of value, according to Millman logic. Yeah. 
Coming off of a tough loss, too, I, I like your angle last week with the uh, the 49ers kind of laying it all out on the field and then having to come back and play the Rams, and, and that one uh, panned out just the way you predicted, where just morale-wise the, the team just couldn't rebound. So uh, I didn't bet it, there though. might be a little angle. Huh? I didn't bet that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to bet it's like a bet. huge home dog. It's like they were they like the 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 Rams were laying huge numbers in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, there's no way I could bet the Rams. Yeah, it, it goes against all the principles of, of sports betting. <clears throat> laying Scooch. double digits on the road. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I am so torn on this game. I might have to come back to it. I might have to allegedly bet it. Uh, Redskins okay. at Giants. Redskins minus one, Giants plus one. Is that what you're at? Redskins minus one, right? Um, I would go. All right. Yeah. You, no, what no. Would you go? No, you go. <laughs> well, know. it's another game. Just like we, it's almost identical to uh, uh, some of the other games that we talked about. The Redskins Cowboys last week. Uh, <clears throat> one point favorite with a better team is on the road, but just not laying quite a field goal. I would probably favor. Uh, the the Redskins in this one. I know the public is going to be largely on the Redskins. We haven't had this game up on the board very long because we uh, waited for the the Giants game Monday night. Uh, So there hasn't been a whole lot of betting activity yet, but uh, we know it's going to come in probably largely on the Redskins uh, just in public money and whether or not the Sharp guys want to get involved with the Giants at home. uh, I don't see a a whole lot of sharp guy money coming in on this game. I'll tell you, one sharp guy is going to come in in this game as soon as this line gets a little bit higher. Oh, you like the Giants? I hate to say it. Situationally, I like the Giants. It's similar to me with the Ravens, right? Like, look, I've been betting the Redskins for the past couple of weeks, and I've seen them sort of in their ascent, and now they've got it, right? Like, they're going to get the public money, Road favorites, they'll probably close at two, maybe close to two and a half. A lot of money's going to come in on them. They just beat the Cowboys in a high-profile game. They had, you know, Tony Romo and Jim Nance. Like, they were the game. Um, and now they're in first place in the NFC East. Like, they got public on their side. And the Giants will not have yeah. public on their side all year. So, it, to me, it's, like, very similar in sort of the public perception, recency bias conversation we just talked about it with the Ravens and Panthers, only it's a little bit flipped. Um, yeah. Whereas I might be on the road favorite in the Ravens game, I am very much in favor of the underdog in this game. Yeah. Did and, I convince and I, you? And Did I'll I tell convince you? The, you? It, it, it does. It, it actually does, yeah. Um, I could understand the move. Um, the, you know, I'm, I'm, the sharp guys were on the Giants against the Falcons, and the Falcons are uh, – you know, a much better team, uh, I, I think, than the Redskins. Um, so, so I could understand the, a play on the Giants. Um, I mean, there's probably a whole lot of risk on our end by moving it from pick to one to one and a half. I mean, things just have to fall exactly perfect to to, to kill us there. But uh, I, I I see the line going up though, and then so you're going to end up taking the Giants. I might go to one and a half right now, force you to allegedly bet. But I got to tell you, I think this game's going to go to two. 
So you're going to wait till two. You, you don't want one and a half. You want at least two, two and a half. I think it's. I'm going to wait until kickoff. Okay. All Why? Right. Why wouldn't I? No. You yeah, think anybody's going right. to bet the Giants? It's, it's not going to go the other way. Right. I, I don't think it's going to go the other way. It's called savvy, Scooch. You want to get the best of the line. You, you know what I'm saying? You are. Yeah. You are savvy. I'll allegedly bet this game on Sunday at 12.55. Um, <laughs> Jets at my beloved Bears. Jets plus seven. Too big. Too rich for my blood. Yeah, I don't I don't have a good feel on this one. This is one of the ones where uh thought we were making it on the high side. Uh at, we're at Chicago minus 7 right now. I could easily see this thing going up 7 and a half, 8. Um uh, you, you know, even though that you know I'm I'm watching the Jets, I I like their offense. They move the ball against some pretty good defenses. I just feel like they're going to struggle in this one. And uh I'm probably going to be real aggressive here, too. And uh, we're already getting a ton of money on the Bears, both sharp and public. So wow. that's not that's a good seven. sign. At seven, yeah. you're getting Yeah, it. Yeah, so so that tells me that this, one, this one's going to go up. I'm, I'm actually going to move this one to seven minus 20 right now. Let <laughs> you lay a dollar 20. We've never had a hat trick for line moves in this show. No, that's a first, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seahawks at Lions. No love for the... What's oh, one? Go ahead. No, say what you want to Seahawks say. Seahawks on... No, no, no. No, no. No, just, no. there's just not, no. not many bets on the Jets. No. no bets on Jets. No Benny and the Jets. No. Seahawks at Lions. This is... Boy, this yeah. Lions team. Defense is turning it around. Carry on Johnson. Is that his name? Yep. Carry on Johnson. I follow football. He's really good. Giving Matt Stafford some support. Seahawks are basically Russell Wilson. I think I yeah. think I'm just convincing myself right now to bet the Lions. A very short home favorite. What do you think of that? Yeah, we got a I I I, I agree with you and we've already gotten uh, some pretty sharp money on the Lions as well. So, uh Seahawks still carry a little appeal. Uh, from the betting public, so uh, and, and the Lions, even though some of the guys like yourself, you know, you sharp guys, mm-hmm. pick up on those little things, the, the public hasn't jumped on them quite yet. Uh, so um, I think three's pretty solid. I think, but the the fact that the the wise guys already laid three tells me it's going to go up, but not necessarily just from public money. I think the wise guys are on the same side as you on this one. Do you think I should bet this Ravens game? We're back to the Ravens. Well, I'm allegedly going through the games in my alleged sports book, and it just, you know, I just clicked yes on the Lions. I just clicked yes on the Broncos. I'm passing the Ravens game. Let me let me move on. Hold on. Let me just move on here. Yeah. Let, let me not do that yet. Uh, well, you're really multitasking there, huh? You're podcasting. You're betting while you're. <laughs> well, you could argue it's not a good thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I am going to bet the Lions. I think we've we've come to a deduction on that. Your attention, please. Chad is making a bet. Allegedly. All right. Yeah. So this gets interesting now, Scooch. Colts at Raiders. Like, yeah. The Raiders. It really does. The Raiders are clearly in a free fall. Just like yeah. John Gruden's given up on this year. He's decided, mm-hmm. I don't like the best player, uh, the best defensive player in football. 
I don't like the only guy in my team worth throwing the ball to. I don't like my uh, first-round selection from 2017. I don't even like my city. I'm going to move this team to Vegas. Like, he is just stripping the car of everything that it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, th- this line, a look-ahead line I saw actually uh, weeks and weeks ago, just looking ahead to this game, Raiders would have been a, a three-point favorite in this one. So it says quite a bit a lot when the Colts, who are not a good team, uh, are are now laying three points on the road. So basically a six-point adjustment over the last few weeks uh, from what the line would have been. So uh, probably the biggest uh, adjustment uh, since the beginning of the year. And I could see it actually going up even more. There's no, there's no sharp money on, on the Raiders at all. So here's another game that uh, we're going to inch up slowly, even off of just a few thousand dollars creeping up to see when somebody comes in pretty big on the underdog. So another game. As we're as we're kind of moving down these games, I'm kind of gradually <laughs> adjusting all these favorites. If you've noticed, you are clearly. <laughs> I yep. love that though. Yep. Was that so? Did you officially make a line change right now? <laughs> I did, but I didn't want to hear the horn again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I may, I may or may not, while you were talking, have allegedly bet this next game plus two others. Your attention, please. Chad is making a bet. Allegedly. This next game is the Packers at Rams. Packers plus nine. The largest dog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been. Only by half a point. <laughs> Dude, half yeah. a point mean everything. They were an eight-point dog in 2014. Half a point mean everything. So I agree with you. And we are actually, I want it to be the absolute lowest on the ramp. So, I mean, this may come back to, to haunt me because the, Ticket count is about three to one, Rams to Packers. But I don't think you give one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history uh, eight and a half points and not take it. So I know there's nines. I've actually seen tens, a lot of nine and a halves. Uh, we're at eight and a half. And it'd be tougher, I think, a wise guy to lay that many points, even with a, a good team like the Rams. I know the public will lay it, but uh, I think the sharp guys have to take the Packers in this one. And uh, so I want to be on the low side just to kind of fend off the sharp action. I'm with you, man. I love the Packers in this game. Love it. Yep. I don't think they're going to win. I mean, the Rams. But Aaron Rodgers is too good. I'd like to know. Yeah. I need to get John Ewing to go into the Bet Labs tool for the Action Network and Sports Insights, and figure out uh, how many times Aaron Rodgers has lost games by double digits in his career. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, if you have to share that with me, I, I, I'd like I to know too. I will. Okay. Um, all right. 49ers or Cardinals? Do we have to talk about this? No. Cardinals are a one-point favorite. Cardinals are also in free fall. 49ers are, haven't been the same, obviously, since uh, 
that that tough loss and then coming back and get annihilated by the Rams. So this will be another corner TV game. Corner TV game. Nothing to say yeah. here. All right, so this one I've already bet. Saints at Vikings. I bet the Vikings, uh, I think I bet them by a point or a point and a half. I can't remember. But We're at uh, the Vikings minus one right now. I bet the Vikings. Haven't moved it. I bet the Vikings. I I bet the Vikings. Can I tell you why? <laughs> tell me why. Number one, the Saints are five and one. They're cruising right now. One of us on this phone also bought a Saints ticket to win the Super Bowl, and I'm thrilled about everything that's happening to him. But we've reached peak Saints right now. Like the Vikings have been struggling. They can't put away teams, but they are winning. And Kirk Cousins is actually having an incredible year. And while that defense isn't near what we thought it would be or what it was last year, um, they're improving. They're definitely getting better. And I like the idea that they're at home as a very short favorite against a Saints team that really got lucky last week against the Ravens. It's probably getting more credit than it deserves. Um, End of my rant. Tell me why you're taking the Saints. No, I'm not taking the Saints. I think situationally you're right. I just think the point spread is right where it should be. And uh, I know the public will still kind of ride the Saints from uh, from the last couple of weeks, but uh, I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings win this game, and then I think the Saints give the Rams their first loss. That's that's what I'm saying. Interesting. So looking, they're ahead. playing next week. They're playing. I'm looking ahead, and I, and the Saints are at home next week, and that's where and that's where they beat the Rams. That so this game is interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Um, I like that a lot. Do you think yeah. I'm on the right? So do, you think, do you think this line is going to move? Do you think the Saints are going to end up favored in this game? Um, the the public is definitely on them, and got a little, a little. You know, we were actually opened one and a half. Uh, we took took a few thousand dollars on the Saints at plus one and a half, and moved it to one. And I don't necessarily think that was a professional better. I, th- I think it was just some, uh, some, some big bets from some recreational betters. But uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think those sharp guys will come in too heavily on this one. I don't see you won't see a big line change. Well, one sharp guy did. Just you. That's all it takes, right? <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying. Yep. But it's a situational game. I think I think you're on the right side. Can you please? But I tell do me. like the Saints team, though. That's all I'm saying is I like the Saints team. Maybe not in this game, but I like them. Uh, Patriots minus fourteen <laughs> on the road. What yeah. the fuck do you do with this? Seriously, it, it's ugly. It boggles you know, the, the mind. <laughs> the ticket count is twenty to one right now. Are 20 you to one. kidding me? No, I, this is the largest ratio I've ever seen so far, and it's probably going to stay the same. To answer. one on the Patriots, yeah. as two yeah. touchdown road favorites. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? It's insane. But I can't bet the Bills. No. No. <laughs> It's like you could bet you know, you any could... other team in the NFL as a two-touchdown. You could bet against any other team in the NFL as a two-touchdown road favorite. I will not do it with the Patriots. 
<laughs> How many times have you gotten burned by either betting against the Patriots when situations call for it? It just happens too many times. As long as, and I keep saying it, but as long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are part of that Patriots team, I'm just going to pass on games like this. I hate doing it. I mean, it's a Monday night game. We we <laughs> This game is going to be so big. It's going to be bigger than the Falcons-Giants game was last week. So if some of these big favorites, like if the uh, the, the the Rams cover and uh, the, the Bears and the Steelers, I mean, if all these fav- big favorites cover, going to Monday night, this might be the biggest Monday night game ever in terms of liability, not in terms of popularity. Man, that's going to be rough. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that next week. I can't, already can't wait to talk about that next week. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Scooch. I mean, this it's going to go up. It's going to go up to 14. So maybe maybe the wise guys will take it at 14. If I move it to 14, are you going to play that horn again? No, we'll play the long fellow. <laughs> we'll play the strings. Okay. I'm going to 14. I want to see what they do with it. Uh, I would also, you know, you know what we should sample? We should what? sample uh, Berber's Adagio for strings. It's very haunting. Ooh, wow. <laughs> we should, that should be like, um, that is the music. I think it was in like Platoon. You, you know the music. It's always in like every movie when they're doing something yeah. that is really dramatic. Um, you'll yep. hear it. And uh, I think that that would be great music for like when something bad has happened to you. Like when you lose this now, Patriots that in game. The pu- We'll play that. <laughs> you can play the haunting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Let's do that. Um, and, and we don't you you don't have to pay for that uh, classical music, huh? That's in the public domain. Is that right? I don't know. I'm getting a I'm getting <laughs> a, a shaking of the head and a pursing of the lips. Like Scooch is out of his lane a little bit. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> Listen to you. I started communications at USC with a Pulitzer winner. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, how funny. It's a good try, though. Guess what time it is. Yeah, we're going to have to... It's, I, I think I know. It's that time again. We can sample that shit for free, but we can't get Adagio for strings for free? All right, well... <laughs> We need a bigger budget. We need a music budget. Hey, uh, yeah. how did we do in Scooch Roulette last week? Who did you have? I had the Redskins. You had the Redskins, <clears throat> right. You were taking the Redskins, and yeah. I wanted the Redskins. So I think oh. I ended up taking the Bears, right? I took Arizona. Yep. That was ugly. Yep. Then I get to go first this week. Go ahead. I want the Vikings minus one. I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. No. Not bad. Yeah. Who do you want? I want the Cardinals minus one. No, that's horrible. Who wants the Cardinals? Oh, my God. I was like, going to be, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) No, actually, I have to take the Packers. Taking the Packers. really, absolutely have to take the Packers plus that many points. And that's assuming everyone's healthy. I don't want it to come out later that, you know, Aaron Rodgers hurt his knee again in practice or something. But healthy Rodgers, I got to take it. 
We are both NFC North fans this weekend. Oh, true. Yeah. Yep. All right, Scooch. This has been Favorites. I'm Chad Millman of the Action Network. He was Bob Scucci of the Orleans and all the board gaming books around the country. You can download us from Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us at radio.com. We are on the air Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Next up will be with Friday, Blackjack Fletcher, Westgate Super Contest 5 Picks. Until next time. <laughs>